You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Jonathan Larson asked how can you make someone take off and fly in one of his songs from Tick Tick Boom. And I, for the past two years, have learned one way to do it, through the power of community. Welcome to the Latinx in Musical Theater special for season three of Backstage Talk, where we will be featuring artists from across all positions in musical theater, from several Latin American countries and different Latin heritages. I am proud to showcase my Latinx family. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is Pedro Salazar. He is a Colombian theater, opera, and musical theater director and producer. His long career has had these three types of performing arts intertwined through all his work. Pedro, thank you so much for being here. It is an honor to have you over on Backstage Talk. Thank you for having me, Martin. I'm very happy to be here with you guys. First thing I want to ask you is, what made you choose the thespian path in life? Well, I, I think it was sort of like something natural that happened when I was around four. Um, I really was obsessed with the theater and, to, and going to shows uh, or the movies. You know, I was, I was very much uh, enthralled by the curtain that went up. At that time, there were some big cinemas in Bogota that still had curtains that would open at the, and would reveal a huge white screen before the film would begin. And for me, that was magical. And... Uh, I always found happiness in, uh, in the theater. I found it was like a natural place for me to be in. And, um, you know, I, I was able to do some uh, theater while I was in school. And then I just went for the path. And it was my, the natural place for me and what makes me happy today. So let's double click on that part of musical theater. Where did you start your journey all the way to the latest work you've done? Well, um, as a kid, I loved Holiday on Ice. It was a big show that came to Bogota back in the day. And uh, my parents would take me and I was obsessed with going to that. And, um, and I, I always was very, you know, I, I, I had a lot of musical training as a kid and I really loved music. I really loved singing. And then uh, at the school uh, where I went, which was uh, an American school of, by Bened run by Benedictine monks and nuns, 
you know, very bizarre if you think about it today, but uh, they actually did these operettas. Your grandma was uh, the woman who ran the operettas and I owe her a lot actually. And we did, um, we did several, but especially when I was in the fifth grade, we did, did a production of the Mikado with uh, the girls' school that was, you know, nearby. And I played Coco and I, it was my first time singing a role and feeling happy and being on stage. And, uh, and then, um, you know, I studied more theater. I did more experimental stuff when I was in high school. And then we did a big production, production of Jesus Christ Superstar when I was a senior that I sort of like produced and led and, you know, starred in. And, uh, and then I went and I studied theater abroad. You know, I, I went to the U.S. and I studied theater there. And then I spent some time in Europe. And then I started my own company in Bogota some, you know, years ago. I started probably the musical theater. I started doing, um, I mean, I, I always experimented. I, I was a high school teacher here. I did Into the Woods with them. Then I did, um, uh, and then, you know, while I was in New York, I was flown here to be uh, the assistant director of Cabaret on the Teatro Nacional here. Um, it was celebrating its 25th anniversary and I really had to run the show and, you know, take over. And uh, that was fun, but it was a really good learning experience uh, full of obstacles. So yeah, and uh, but now you know I I do opera, I do uh, a lot of classical theater as well, and I run a theater department here in Bogota, in one of the yeah. universities. Yeah, that is awesome. So you've got the chance to direct a lot of things, as you just mentioned. But I want to know what's your approach to directing musical theater? Where do you start, and what is your process like? Well, first of all, I have to find a piece that 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 you know. Which we, with which I have a strong emotional relationship, you know, that something I, I'm not interested in many of the musicals that appear nowadays. I mean, or, or I'm interested in seeing them, but I wouldn't do them again. I feel like they've already been done. And that's how it is. You know, that's how it works. You know, someone created this amazing piece of work. You know, if, if I was to do something, probably I'd do something more classical, like Carousel by Rodgers and Hammerstein or, you know. Um, but, um, but, but, you know, it has to be something that, that connects with me. And, uh, for example, like my last piece was Tosca, the opera by Puccini, uh, last December. And, uh, Tosca happens in, uh, the, in 1800, exactly in Rome when, uh, you know, the Nap Napoleonic armies are invading, you know, they're at war with the Habsburgs and, you know, there's, uh, there's going to be a change of political system. And there's a big questioning of, uh, you know, like patriotic icons and monuments and statues. So for me, it was relevant today in terms of what's been happening in Colombia with all the social protests that have been, happened throughout the pandemic, all the statues that have been uh, taken down and replaced. And, uh, you know, there's a big dialogue, a big debate going on around that. And I wanted to center Tosca with that as a backdrop. So I said it's sort of like in the 40s, in more of a Latin American setting, Uh, so that the piece would speak to us as opposed to um, doing a classical museum rendition in a country which is not European, where, we, we, where we're actually doing a genre that could be obsolete and unnecessary today. How do we make it relevant and necessary? And how do we make it speak to me and therefore to us today? You know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. So what would be a piece of advice you would tell a younger version of yourself? To risk more, to really listen to that inner voice that allows you to to follow the images that you see in your mind, as opposed to uh, you know trying to like embrace a formula or trying to be correct according to what people tell you you should be thinking or uh, 
or what you know whatever's in fashion theatrically you know right now you know like back in the 90s everyone was postmodern now everyone is post-dramatic and uh, non-representational and this and that but you know connect with who you are you know and uh, music is a big part of your life young pedro so you know enjoy it more and enjoy yourself more have more fun absolutely another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So in terms of Latins and musical theater um, and the work that you've done not only in Colombia, but abroad. What is visibility and representation for you? Well, you know, I'm a Colombian director working in Colombia. So the, the idea of Latino relevance is different. You know, like back when I was younger, um, people would believe that you had to, in order to like find success, you'd have to go find success abroad, meaning in the North, in the US or Europe. And then through that validation, now you're successful. Now you know your thing. Now you know your your your, your craft, and you can come here and, and work. And um, for me, it's sort of like been the opposite experience. You know, like we're trying to find visibility by making stronger networks in Latin America, as opposed to having the U.S. validate our work or someone up there. You know, like uh, for example, in opera, there's a, a network called Opera Latinoamericana, in which the biggest theaters in the in the continent are co-producing and you know thinking opera and thinking about how to make opera relevant in the in the southern part of the continent. Um, so, for example, in that sense, that's that's a way to find visibility. So, um, obviously, we, we also want to find visibility in you know the higher instances, the institutions that make us more more and more visible. And I, th I, feel, I feel like Latinos have really, you know, won uh, a, a, a specific, uh, you know, a very important space in, in, in theater today. You know, um, I mean, like you see it on Broadway with the success of Lin-Manuel Miranda, you know, uh, the, the, the great uh, productions that he's done. I mean, Hamilton and, uh, you know, I was, I was talking to you briefly about how um, In the Heights, the movie really made me happy. You know, I think it's really well done. But also, you know, I think there's talent everywhere. I think there are people who are writing in different countries. And and yes, we need more visibility. But for me, visibility is not necessarily going to Broadway. It's about, you know, creating work that's relevant here. So people go and see it. That's already hard enough to make people come and see your work, um, to make it relevant for a new audience. You know, uh, here we say, oh, you know, there is not enough of an audience That's not true. You know, when things are relevant, fact, when people, when, when, when things are necessary, people come, you know, and, um, and uh, I think uh, Bogota is a city that should have a thriving theater community. And it does. It does. I'm part of a thriving theater community in Bogota. 
So, yeah, so I think, yeah, there's visibility and there's, there are more stories being told about us. You see it with an Encanto, you know, with the Disney movie that talks about Colombia. Um, and then there's visibility of, of our stories, you know, like and I was, you know, Colombia has many, it's, it's a very diverse country with many stories to tell. And, uh, you know, as opposed to telling the story of the Latino who, who migrates to the U.S. and, you know, and which is a, it's a different kind of story. I think there are many stories to tell here and we have to validate that. We suffer from the a complex of self-imposed colonialism in which we believe that anything that comes from, a, from another country is always better. And it's not true. This is a country with a lot of talent. And what we need is, as you say, is visibility. It's the opportunity to work in order to, like, make ourselves visible. If we have the talent and we have no opportunities of working because no one is producing anything, then it's hard to be visible. And I think uh, part of working here is making that visibility more apparent, and uh, uh, which is redundant, but yeah. And uh, but uh, but um, but yeah, I love living in Latin America and working in Latin America. I'm ne I'm not saying that I will never leave again because I already left, but I've been um, working in Colombia for the past 15 years nonstop, and I'm very happy here. I love that. I love that. Pedro, if in, in, in all this experience that you've had, um, what do you think is the, the most important part of creating characters for musical theater? And specifically, if you're working with an, an all Latino cast uh, telling a proper Latin story. Well, for me, it's different to answer that question because I live in Colombia. So we're not work, worrying about being Latin or not, you know. A lot of the time, the problem here is that, you know, like if you take a musical theater model and you try to make it, you know, I, I've seen a lot of musical theater done in Colombia in which uh, the demon is uh, is an African-American girl. And though, you know, the good character is like a blonde, blue eyed boy, which is ridiculous, you know, but I think uh, and that's sort of like an indoctrination of how things have the representation, how things have been represented in the past. And I think in a way that's, uh, uh, you know, it's it's badly thought out you know it's uh it's uh you know a lot of the times as latino we as latinos we suffered in the, the states uh the stigma of always playing uh the narco you know the the prisoner in jail the guy who's on trial the criminal the what because that's how we are portrayed over there you know but being latino is much more than that yeah and being colombian is much more than that you know and there are so many other stories to tell so um So really, you know, I'm, I'm finding like uh, characters that have something to say, you know, something, be it from the evil side or the good side, or uh, um, I'm also interested in the kind of music that those characters will sing and why, you know, uh, we've developed uh, pieces in the past based on Colombian folk music, um, which are kind of like these folk operas, but they're following the language of musical theater. You know, as I was telling you, I think uh, for me, all theater is musical, you know, uh, it's all about you know, working in time and creating rhythms and silences and, you know, like how, how things move in space and time. And, um, um, but I, but I, how do you create a character? I mean, that's probably a good question to ask a, a writer, you know, um, cause I'm not, I'm not a writer. Uh, character should not be one dimensional. Uh, he's not only Latino. He's not only Colombian. He's not only, Uh, a man or a woman or, you know, uh, whatever, you know, non-binary, he's more than that, you know, and how do you create that story and what does, what does it represent? Um, but you can also create characters who are non-Latino like Hamilton and then yeah. 
bring in the subject of race in many things. I think for me, the issue is not creating a Latino character. It's creating, it's, it's, it's talking about what I need to say or what I feel, you know, and what makes me feel and what makes me feel more alive. I think theater has that potential, making us feel more alive. Absolutely. I agree with you. So before we wrap up, one last question would be, which are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Well, um, I definitely like Cabaret uh, very much. I think that's a spectacular piece. Um, I think uh, I love A Chorus Line. I thought, I thought it was very inventive back in the day. Oh, Evita. I really like the Vita. Um, I thought I really liked the Vita. I don't know if I'd like it now, but I really love the Vita. I really liked um, uh, Les Mis. I think Les Mis was great. And, you know, it has this huge operatic scope. Now that I listen to a opera or I work with opera, I find a lot of similarities with several phrases of Les Mis. I was, um, I'm doing Peter Grimes by Benjamin Britten that, uh, in May. And I was, I was like, oh, this sounds exactly like Les Mis, you know, uh, t this morning. So, and I love, uh, what else? I love West Side Story. Um, yeah, I feel, I think, you know, the list is longer than five, you know, but I think there's, there's very good five to me. Yeah. Well, Pedro, thank you so much for joining me today here in Backstage Talk. I cannot wait for whatever show you work on next. And thank you so much for um, giving us your time. Thank you, Martin. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.